When the crowd gets loud, that's a pop. When Cody Rhodes betrays the entire wrestling industry, that's a monster pop. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> welcome to part two of our WrestleMania weekend extravaganza. Today we're focusing on just WrestleMania. I'm Dr. Destruction, PhD, academic by day, wrestling fan by night. And I'm accompanied by our chief editing officer, D Straight. There are a lot of villains out there in the world. There are dictators and killers and thieves and robbers and worse. But isn't Cody isn't Cody their king? <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll be getting into that as we get uh get through the show. And of course, as always, accompanied by the rated R Twitch star himself, the heat sink, reclaim Joey. <laughs> the heat sink, I like it. Uh what up, y'all? How's everybody doing today? Pretty good. You know, just you know, working off the that uh, early morning guy's steal, if you will. Man, that's is that just the highlight of the entire weekend? Was early morning guy steal better than the Briscoes versus FTR? I I mean, in good faith, I can't say it's like better than like just legitimately amazing wrestling. But I'm just kidding. But it was the, it is seriously it is the best kept secret from this weekend. It uh, really is. Yeah, everything else was either easily guessed, i.e., Joe, or reported on fucking ad nauseum, i.e., Cody. And uh, yeah, Guy Steele. Who is who is early morning Guy Steele? If you, <laughs> yeah, if you have any information that could lead to the 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 reveal of the secret identity of early morning Guy Steele, get in touch with Robert Stack. Get it, <laughs> get it, get in touch with us because we want to be able. We want to be the ones to break that. That will make Monster Pop grow like no like nobody's fucking business. Send an email monsterpoppod at gmail or. Hit us with the uh, with the hashtag AskMonsterPop. Tell us, give us that anonymous tip that will lead us to the identity of early morning Guy Steele. Holy shit, or, nobody knows. Or you know what? If Guy, guy Steele, if you're out there, if you're listening, and you don't want ever the world to know who you are, come on the show. Stick in kayfabe, stick in gimmick, and I think we could have some fun with it. Listen, I will sign an NDA if you just DM me and tell me who you are. I won't tell. <laughs> I won't tell a soul. Uh, yeah, so this week we did two episodes. This episode is going to, is uh, part two of our WrestleMania special. It is just focusing on WrestleMania's night one and two, and we're also going to take some WrestleMania-related questions from our listeners. Uh, if you want to check out any other coverage from the weekend, especially, especially like the stuff that we attended live, um, that episode should be up by the time you hear this one, uh, and that will be listed as our normal episode 10, and this one will be listed as a special edition. So... Uh, yes. So if you want to hear all that stuff, that episode will be up too. That's a big one. That's a big fucking episode. It is. And today, again, we are not here to talk about wrestling today. <laughs> we are here to talk about WrestleMania. We're here to talk about sports entertainment. Sports entertainment, man. I, um, man, there's a lot of like people giving a lot of praise to this show. I don't understand. It's one of those things where like, you look left and right, and you're like, "How am I the only one that feels like this show is not that great?" With that said, there was some stuff that was decent that you can take away from it. We'll talk about all of it. We'll give our honest opinion and reasons for our honest opinion, like we always do. And I will try to be as honest, as biased as I can, because um, you guys know that we normally don't watch WWE, but we will. We'll call it right down the middle, Daddy. Just like, uh, just like our good friend. Uh, well, not our good friend, but 
Uh, just like Bill Alfonso would say. Alfonso's my literal good friend. Like, do you know, just, you know Bill he Alfonso? Just, he just left. If, if we lied and said that we were his best friend, do you think he'd remember one way or the other? He may just go along with what we say. Oh, my God. So, Doc, Joey said that he has heard a lot of praise for this show. Have you heard a lot of praise for this show? Uh, yeah. I mean, from, like, the general uh, internet circles, if you will. I mean, I've, I've listened to a few of the more, like, expert uh, voices, and there's a little bit more contention there, mm-hmm. but... There's, I've been reading all the feedback. I've seen stuff on Reddit, like highly uploaded, voted uh, posts on Reddit about praising, like, and gushing about the uh, about the fucking Johnny Knoxville match of all, of all things. It was somebody that was saying, like, wrestling's supposed to be fun, and this match was great, and blah, blah, blah. And, like, we'll just get into people that. upvoting the fuck. Oh, my gosh, dude. But, like, yeah, there's heavy, heavy, heavy praise for WrestleMania. I don't know if it's because there's just more WWE fans and they're kind of drowning out people that have uh, brains. But um, (laughs) I have no idea. And it's it's but, yeah, I've seen a fuck ton of praise. Jesus, for those who think that match was fun, have you I I don't know. I would recommend you stick your finger in the air and twirl it around a little bit (laughs) because, yeah. If if that's fun to you, man, that just shows how subjective that that word is. And it really does. I, I do want to say, I do want to say, Doc summed this entire two day event up when he said, "This is capitalism run amok." <laughs> that's dead on. That's Holy the hell. that's the story here for me. It is the lack of wrestling. We had a th- about a little over three hours in a combined eight hour block between both nights jesus eight, oh my god so that means five hours of what they didn't even have any backstage segments it's the lack of wrestling and the prevalence of advertising yeah wwe Insane, is making man. more money than ever and the product is worse than ever at least from like that presentation standpoint and there's some stuff like as far as like in ring that yeah i'll i'll be completely honest there's some stuff on this uh one of these shows at least that i did quite like Sure, it wasn't all bad, and yeah. it's not the worst WrestleMania of all time. I, I think that's just fucking insane that they're making so much money, record profits. the The, the product isn't as good, you know. This is subjective, but the product isn't as good as it's. It's the worst it's ever been, and they have. Then they they feel the need to nickel and dime everybody by running ads. Even the premium version, where you don't get ads, has ads. We're talking because, about the Peacock broadcast. Yeah, the Peacock broadcast. Is there even another like even like no matter what broadcast you got? No, I I guess it's a feed rather than a broadcast. Yeah, so it's a feed, school. but like yeah, it's a feed, but whatever it is, no matter what, you're going to have something in that spot where those ads would run. So you're basically just getting the exact same thing. If you're not getting yep. a regurgitated video package that you've seen a million times, you're getting a DraftKings uh, spot. Because it's like embedded into the actual broadcast. Or and then if you're not doing that and you're getting the other thing, you're just getting straight up actual commercials. Yeah. So, so if if you oh my God. if you don't pay for the ad free version of Peacock while you are watching thirty second TV spots for like stovetop stuffing, the people that did pay for the premium version, which I think is ten bucks a month or something. They've got to watch something while you watch that. So they're either watching a recycled video package or they're listening to whatever the theme for WrestleMania 38 is, which they just spam the shit. And, out and of this those. carries over to the live crowd, too. We had some boots on the ground there and they uh, they said it was just did, really yeah. exhausting just because of all of this downtime they had. 
that that people yeah. were getting bored in the crowd. They would just play dubstep or recycled video packages again during during those commercial segments. So unbelievable! What a what a terrible model for these yeah. for these guys. And it comes down to the deal that they signed and their belief that the fans will sit and wait, bored, and and swallow this product. I don't get and, it, but and it's guess true. what? They're right, and yeah. they're a hundred percent right. We have nobody to blame but the people that fucking put up with it. And there's like, like, like I said, there's nothing but praise for this show that I can see. Like, I don't see anybody shitting on it at all, really. And I've seen might, a little like said, bit in scattered threads here and there, but that's good because this was just. I haven't heard Let's anything go. good. It just goes to show you how many anthills there are out there, and I haven't been mm-hmm. in, in the ones that you guys have been in. I haven't well, the seen anything that good you, about this. The anthills that you did find, are they saying bad things about it? Or Absolutely, with with the okay. exception of three or four matches throughout both events. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's about yeah. where I'm at, too. Yeah. Yeah. So, oh my gosh, it's just... So let's dive just in. Insane. Yeah. Man, we got that out of the way because <laughs> I feel like I could just keep repeating that throughout the episode, what the conversation really we can. just had. But well, let's um, get moving. Let's try not we'll, to. Let's let's do our best. Let's call it. Let's let's do this. If you if we haven't alienated you and you're a, and you're a WWE fan, you know we're sorry, but we're always going to tell you the truth. But from here on out, let's try to call it right down the middle. Let's call exactly how we hear it and like like let's give our honest opinion and. You know, we can promise you that you'll always get that from us. So at least if you disagree with us, at least we'll give you an honest opinion that will make sense, that will give our reasoning for it. And it's not just like blind WWE hate. Yeah. So, right. Yep. All right. So first off, we have Rick Boogs and Shinsuke Nakamura versus the Usos. Now, I only caught like the last few minutes of this. Joey, you were already watching this, and you told me this was a Mike Hard's lemonade ad, and I did not believe I, you. I refused I was, to believe you. I thought I you were working. I was already man. mad. I was not. So Shinsuke Nakamura turns in his normal white or red gear, his iconic red gear, so he can wear an orange and yellow orange and yellow gear. Both him and Rick Boogs uh, wear orange and yellow gear. They've got these amps set up, and it's got Mike's Hard Lemonade, some kind of new thing that they were promoting. I refused to fucking even care what it exactly it was. Because of that reason, so they're going down. They're they're playing. He's playing guitar, and they're going down to the ring, and then they start jamming. I don't know who this fucking guy was. It was some old man, and they were like jamming with him. I don't know if it was like a mascot or a spokesman or what, but they were jamming with this Mike's Hard Lemonade dude, and that's what the whole thing was fucking about. And yeah, this was one big fat disgusting Mike's Hard Lemonade ad for Shinsuke Nakamura. One of the best in the and world, Boogs, or what used but... to be the best in the world, and Rick Boogs. And then guess what? Rick Boogs ended up getting fucking injured. Spoiler alert. So it's product placement right down to the gear that they're wearing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe one thing if they came out and took a swig or something like that, or maybe they celebrated with like a bottle or something like that. Uh, but no, they <laughs> were they were wearing the... They might as well have had a fucking McDonald's ad and have the Grimace wrestling match. Do product placements normally have career-threatening injuries? <laughs> um, maybe. I'm sure this. I'm, I'm sure you could probably do a deep dive and find some commercials where like someone was killed during them or something like that. Well, Michael Jackson caught his hair on fire during a fucking Pepsi yeah, commercial, true. right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I would be interested in more product placement 
which, <laughs> oh, involve, which involve injuries, to be honest, if it's going to fucking insult our intelligence. Yeah, you, you know what? Like, cut the actual commercials and just do straight up, like, product replacement placement matches. Like, just let's just do it. This just in, early morning guy still has an official Twitter. Holy shit. Up close pictures of him. Oh, man. That's badass. Um, Holy shit. <laughs> uh <laughs> All right. Anyways, uh, the last thing I was going to say about this match, uh, obviously Rick Boos gets injured on this kind of weird spot. It looks like it's just like his, uh, like maybe his quad gave or something like that. I'm not quite sure. Anyways, the Usos win and they say they're the best tag team in the world. I assume we weren't watching WrestleMania at this point. I thought we were watching like a comedy feed or something. Then, uh, you know, the, the branding quickly reminded me that this was, in fact, WrestleMania. More than half of the matches, maybe we'll take a tally as we go along, but I think more than half of the matches had some element of the comedic, if not just a full on just joke match. And that's kind of what this was in my opinion with the Mike's hard lemonade bullshit. Yeah. Let me ask you this the, with the, with the lack of wrestling that was on the show uh, for the benefit, not for the benefit, but for them to be able to put all the ads on the show for people to watch. Um, do you think that this is a better form of advertising because at least we get to see the match or is this worse or to as me, worse? I think me, it's worse when it's paired with it. Yeah, I agree. Um, okay. At least keep it separate. It's just as bad, but at least you can leave the room during the ads. If you leave the room, if they're just doing product placement throughout a match, like then what are you, when are you going to leave the room? If you do, you're missing what you came there for. I think that's the most offensive, yeah, when they when they do it the match. I, I hate okay. both of it. If you're going to over-advertise, especially to people who paid, especially to the the audience, at, you know, the attendees at WrestleMania who paid a, you know, nice price to go to that are in there, and you're going to have them sitting fucking bored. But I know we promise not to harp on this over and over and over again during this conversation, so I'll shut up now, but you get the point. Well, so uh, hopefully uh, Rick Boogs gets better. It sucks that he uh, he got hurt. And yeah, I mean, I don't really know anything about him as a performer. I really haven't seen him much. But I mean, you know, th- those things affect just your life, not just like your work quality too. So of course, you know, you never like seeing someone get injured. Next up, we had Happy Corbin versus Drew McIntyre in a match that I thought lasted like twenty minutes, but apparently was only six. That probably tells you what I thought about this. I thought this was. Boring as fucking sin. Corbin controlled most of it. Uh, the end of days, his finisher was kicked out of. Apparently, this is the first time ever. A lot of fans were pissed about that, which I love all the things to be pissed about on either night of the show. It's pretty fucking low bar. Drew wins with the Claymore, and after the match, he uses his uh, sword, Angela, apparently, and cuts the top rope in half. Man, this is one of those things, man, that... Um People were saying that like Baron Corbin is the most underrated heel in the business. Uh, people were oh like they were saying all sorts of shit. Like the people that praise Baron Corbin, I just don't get it. I don't get it. I've seen this guy a lot. He is just one of the worst. He is one of the worst performers in the entire industry. Like Indies, AW, fucking New Japan, fucking WWE. He's one of the worst, most like like undesired people I want to see on my fucking TV ever. Does he with the casual WWE fan, does he have real heat or like, so here's what I think happened. He had go away. heat, but what I think has happened is that like when AEW has really taken off, 
is that the WWE fans have just sort of like gone full Stockholm syndrome. Like the ones who have galvanized. I think, yeah, they've just galvanized to like really just love everything about the product. So I think that like he has more people that are like, oh no, he's like actually really good. Because before people would be like, oh no, he's like, you don't like him because he's a heel and he's good at doing that. And they would usually be kind of dismissed. But now it's, it seems more mainstream. And I think it's just that it's this tribal galvanization. After God. after seeing the spot where he uses his broadsword or whatever to chop through the, it's the first and it's the top and middle rope, yeah, right? Yeah. I kept thinking, oh, how funny it would have been if Corbin had forgotten that the ropes are rigged and hit him and <laughs> <laughs> broke him. Oh and my fell God. Down to the ramp. Sad we didn't get that. Next match actually had a little bit of a, a surprise for us. Ray and Dominic Mysterio versus The Miz and Logan Paul. We're going to be talking a lot about expectations versus delivery here, I think. Yeah, expectations were like fucking like zero. Let me go back for a little bit, though, because because when we saw Logan Paul uh, on in WWE before, I saw something in him. I thought he looked like a natural. I thought he looked great. He really surprised me. I don't even remember what he did, but I remember really liking what he did. He didn't really do anything. He just like kind of like he just looked like someone who kind of belonged there. Right. And I saw it. And fast forward to WrestleMania. I'm still groaning. Like I'm just like still not giving this guy like the chance at all. Um, His him being a piece of shit outside the ring is very well documented. WWE is not above bringing in pieces of shit. Uh, They fucking are totally okay with it. Apparently. And uh, but with that said, with that aside, this guy fucking delivered. Logan Paul is fucking like excellent. He was doing little things that you see 15 year veterans not do. He looked believable, had an undeniable charisma, like just looked like a complete natural. Uh, It was pretty insane, pretty mind boggling to see, to be honest. Yeah, they didn't have him do. He wasn't in the ring much. He didn't do a whole lot. But what he did looked good. I wonder who he trained with. Like who I I know who he trained with. I saw oh, a video about awesome. it. Awesome. He trained with MSK and the Miz. Okay. That is not like what I would have expected. <laughs> yeah. He trained with he trained with with uh with those three guys. Uh, at least that's what I saw. I know he trained okay. over at the performance center. I imagine other people had a hand in training him as well. But the video that I saw, he was specifically working with MSK and the Miz. You know, he so. does have natural ability as an athlete. There's no doubt. And some guys mm-hmm. can just take to that shit. And there is a lot to be said about talent versus hard work. And it looks like he has the talent. And it also looks like he put in a little bit of hard work. And he's a guy who, if he fucking wanted to, let's face it, he could be a full-time wrestler. And he would have to continue to work a little bit and mm-hmm. figure some things out. I'm sure that you know his wrestling vocabulary isn't complete because it didn't have to be for this match. But he right. could do it. I don't, and I had said before, I don't know much about these fucking guys because I don't know. I've got I've got things I would rather pay attention to than YouTubers, but I know they're supposed to be douchebags. But he could he could do this. He's he's a douchebag. He was young when he did some of the things that he did. So you know maybe there's something there to be said. Like maybe he's just really immature or something like that. Has he Uh, has he um, had any journalists killed? (laughs) No, no, he hasn't done anything like that. So. 
So he's um, okay. So the the biggest heels that WWE works with in real life is still the Saudi royal royal family. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Yeah, <laughs> okay. okay, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, right. Until 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 they bring Chris Benoit back at WrestleMania 39. Okay, I've got a, I've got a thing about that actually. So what's the, so at about the end the of the Benoit, match, about the Benoit hologram rumor? <laughs> oh shit! Well, th- this is like a I wouldn't call it fantasy booking, but. Anyway, so at the end of the match, uh, The Miz wins, and he turns on Logan Paul immediately after winning. And apparently it came out today from the Wrestling Observer that they plan on turning Logan Paul babyface after this. Like, what? How does like the, one of the biggest douchebags in the world fucking right, become like, babyface? The Miz is a good heel, and that seems to be who he was working with, right? But like, you could have a handicap match where he's up against The Miz, MJF, co-managed by Dan Lambert and Don Callis with... Chris Benoit returning is the third man of this unit. <laughs> and this guy still will not be a babyface. <laughs> Straight up. <laughs> Dead oh on. God. Dead on, dude. And Miz got, Miz got some got a babyface reaction. Yeah, yeah. yeah he fucking turned babyface for it. And you know what, man? Like, Logan was such a natural heel. He did a really good fucking job. And he knew how and to like, milk it in, too. Like, the minute he, he, went, knew when he was how to alone milk in the it. ring... So many, like the biggest boos of the night were for him. Yeah, and 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 in the in the proper ways too, not go away boos, heat, like actual heat. And it's because he did the little things that a heel should be doing. You see, it happen a lot of time. A lot of times where the wrestler will go straight to a move because that's what they're supposed to do. But you look at that part where he goes for the three amigos. He grabs Rey Mysterio, grabs his arm, looks at the hard cam, and he's like check this shit out like he fucking like milked it and then took the, took ray's arm and just just went slow like that's the thing mm-hmm. that the old timers tell you all or that or your trainers will always tell you is like if you feel like you're going too slow you're going the right speed and he, this dude knew how to go slow he was like watch this and he fucking just went really slow if you went back and watched it it's just fucking like perfect yeah, and uh, it, I'm sure he has experience mugging it up for the sure. camera, right? Oh, like, yeah, sure. His, his roots. But yeah. was he was he on Raw? Uh, he was not on he Raw. He was on Raw for like the build. Uh, the last time we oh. saw him was actually at uh, WrestleMania 37, the one last year, um, when he was uh, the special guest for the Sami Zayn uh, Kevin Owens match. Oh, I thought I mean, you were asking I, if he was on yes. Raw, like to, like Raw after yeah. WrestleMania. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that was I don't think question. he was there. Yeah, I don't no, think so. I think so they're, they're gonna. They plan they, on turning him babyface. Is that for like a SummerSlam or I, next WrestleMania? I think it's. It seems to be unclear when he'll return for sure. But if he does, like, I guess part of the agreement was that he would do babyface. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Mm. Let okay. me t- let me let me back this up. Let me talk about some of the things that he was perfect at, like taking his time, making shit mean stuff. He was he was doing things like throwing simple shit, like throwing clotheslines. That were that would miss and look like he was actually throwing the clotheslines. How many times have you seen like somebody like do like the clap and then they fucking do like a little rainbow clothesline, like the weakest looking clothesline you'd ever see, or a lariat to miss just because that's how you get to the next spot? He was like throwing clotheslines as hard as he could, even though he was missing them. He was not trying to miss anyone. Mm-hmm. Like shit like that. Like he did he did so many little things. And that goes to say, like, maybe it's because he didn't come up through the indies or something like that. And I know that's like a like a like a um 
a really hot take to be like, oh, okay, like you want guys from the indies because they know what they're doing, which is true. But there is something to be said about getting a guy like this who is um, who doesn't have bad habits that he developed on the indies, and when he has like an MMA background and whatnot, that too, that too, and he can, but he he can be taught the right way from the start. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. If you you know, it, it's one thing to like train with like. Um, uh, gypsy gypsy maniac fucking uh, gypsy joe Joe, you know in a fucking like uh garage behind a fucking trailer park or you know versus like going straight and working in the performance center with you know top wrestlers like fucking steve carino or some shit you know what i mean uh and like he this is a guy that probably just didn't have bad habits because he was learning from the start things to do the right way and uh that's a good thing. And, you know, maybe maybe it's that or maybe he just was like a natural and was able to do things like that and said, oh, I'm supposed to miss this clothesline. So I'll miss the fucking clothesline instead of like feeling like an actual spot. I thought it was really weird that people were giving um, Bad Bunny so much credit. They're like, he was the greatest celebrity of all time. Like, dude, I did not feel that way about Bad Bunny at all. Like, I'd rather see Jay Leno tripping over himself and like <laughs> shitting his pants in WCW than see Bad Bunny doing really cringy spots. Uh, I'm sorry. And they were like, oh, it was almost as good. Like, no. Logan Paul fucking shit on Bad Bunny's appearance. Sorry. Well, and again, too, like, it helped that he worked heel. And again, it seems like, you know, they're undoing that. But I think that was really smart from him, WWE, whoever made that decision, both of them. That was smart to do that because like, yeah, like and you didn't have him do a whole lot, but you had him the what you had him in for. He did perfectly and it was a great role in this match delivered far beyond any of our expectations. Definitely the highlight of the show so far and we were just getting started, but it was definitely the highlight of the show and it continued to be uh, for a while. So next up, we had a quick little uh, Stephanie McMahon segment where she introduces Gable Stevenson. No angle. I don't I don't really like when they do this to like introduce someone. And I get that, like, you know, he's an Olympic athlete. He's a really big deal in like the amateur wrestling, the collegiate at the collegiate level. But I don't know. I mean, like it it shows some, you know, color, like show what his character is. Like, I don't know. It was just kind of weird. He was he was weird. And I honestly don't think that we're going to be seeing much of him anymore at all. Um, really? Pa- yeah. Apparently some stuff come out came out about him full blown raping somebody and getting oh. away with it. And uh, well, yeah, I mean, he's in the right promotion to <laughs> not give a shit about that. Yeah, that's for that's sure. True. I mean, that's they're tr- real. Yeah. They were they've been really happy uh, with themselves for getting this guy signed or whatever. Yeah. They've been waiting for his mm-hmm. his he's still a senior in college. I think uh, I think he's about to really? graduate, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I believe so. They had a, they, he had won the uh, um, I can't remember what title he won. Um. Well, he won a gold medal, right? But yeah, but he also won like uh, recently won the uh, like one of the uh, championships, like the national like, champ. Yeah, maybe the national it's, championship. It, the story, the story about what he did is pretty like disturbing. Uh, the stuff that he that they that they said he he did, he got. Um, well, we probably shouldn't go into too much details. I don't want to go into too much details, but apparently he walked. No, let's because... talk out of turn. We don't need facts. Let's just whatever we heard on on. <laughs> well, I mean, just like I mean, just for the sake of you know. People aren't necessarily like, you know, touching the podcast to hear about. Well, this isn't a rumor. He actually got fucking tried for this. So he walked because there was insufficient evidence Mm -hmm. and there was some like law passed. I guess it was it was it in Minnesota. Uh, That's where he's from. Right. And it was something about like 
if someone drinks to the point where they can't give consent, then it's still, oh and they God. say still yes, and they say it's still considered consent and stuff like that. It's pretty, it's a pretty gut wrenching read, honestly. Uh, yeah, but he, no, he was actually tried for it and walked. Uh, no, I, of... I 100% think that they're going to use him. I, I 100%, yeah. if, if, if he, if his case was dismissed or he was proven innocent or whatever in court, that will be. Plenty, that's plenty for WWE. They may yeah. not. They may. But you say them. that, but they never brought back Enzo Amore. Even though that's that, fuck, dude. Enzo fucking Amore. You know, true. They, this that guy's not a fucking gold medalist. Yeah, he's not. I I think Stevenson's only been beaten once when he was a freshman in college. He's like a fucking legend. You know what I mean? Right. They, they've been patting themselves on the back for mm-hmm. signing this guy. They bring him out to introduce him. If he was a quit, they they would have known this. I'm sure this didn't just come out. If it was a this guy's, you know, a gold medalist and a collegiate superstar. This isn't something they didn't know about. You know, it's not like, oh, we found this tweet that was buried and somebody just dug it up where he uses all these slurs and says. He I feel like well, this I is mean, way more than just a tweet, though. It, 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 this it is, is way more. It's way worse a than a tweet, but it's also, but it's not. What I'm trying to say is, it's not something that was buried they didn't know about. You know, where Fair he enough. comes up saying some. This is. They they knew and they don't they don't give a shit. Well, yeah, I mean, That's it true. wasn't necessarily as bad with like Lars Sullivan, but I remember like the issue there wasn't them. Like they were happy to use him and push him, but he just like melted down when all the stuff came out about him and whatnot. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it was embarrassing for the most part, but like also some of the shit he said was about Stephanie McMahon. And if Stephanie McMahon wasn't bothered about it, then why wouldn't they just put him on, right? Yeah. But like, so that's that's a little different, but. You're right. Um, you're right. You're, they'll probably use him, and he's weird. Uh, they we saw him later. We saw him on night two, and this is a getting ahead of myself. But we saw him on night two, and he was weird. He had no <laughs> facial expression. He had no emotion. It was he was weird. I don't know what the fuck. Like, well, I, he'll, I, he'll have a lot to learn. But I mean, Kurt Angle essentially came in. He had some of that talent right off the bat. Right. Right. We, we'll see. We'll see. I don't. I. I'm just gonna. I'm gonna say it right now. I don't see anything in him. And maybe I'm wrong, but I don't see anything in this guy. Yeah, fair enough. I'm uh I'm gonna hold I'm gonna hold any statement on that because I just haven't seen enough of him. And I, right. you know, he he may be somebody that takes to the training, you know, that the character stuff real quickly. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, next up, uh, I think my personally my match of the uh, at least the WrestleMania both nights was Becky Lynch versus Bianca Belair for the Raw Women's Title. Now, I kind of had a little bit of low expectations because I was kind of disgusted by the way that these two have been booked pretty much since SummerSlam where you had the squash match, you turned Becky heel for really no good reason. And you kind of necessitated like this sort of second coronation for an up and coming star of Bianca. But honestly, this match delivered. This was really good. Both women came out with like big entrances. They felt big time. They felt like stars. Um, I would say that more so for like uh, definitely more so than the Charlotte and Ronda match, which we'll talk about later. Uh, but this was really solid. There was a little bit of a botch with a, uh, was it a Molly go round when Becky accidentally kicks Bianca in the oh, face? Oh, she kicked the fuck out yeah. of her. Did you see the pictures of her? Oh, like, yeah. She's got of a her nasty, black eye when she was on Raw. Her. Yeah, bad. But man, that spot was fucking cool. This match, this match ruled. This was the best match on both nights. Um, this was, this was the best match of all of WrestleMania easily. You think it was um, better than Cody and Seth? I, I have to say that, yeah. That, I guess it, it's it's hard to say, but I would say like like Cody was a bigger moment 
uh, great for a WrestleMania moment and everything. But as like a fucking match, I think this match was better actually. And um, they fucking tore it up. Um, Becky looked like a mega star, just an absolute mega star. And Bianca was like perfect in her role. She's fighting kind of from underneath after getting squashed at SummerSlam. Uh, we were mad about it then, but I guess I see what they were going they were going for. They had a long term idea, maybe, and they came here to, for Bianca to to finally win the big one over the person that squashed her at SummerSlam. Um, solid story, good fucking match. The right person won. What else was there? It was brutal. It was violent. Yeah. It was it was it was good. It was so good. Uh, and easily to me the best thing that was on all of WrestleMania. What did you think about it, Dave? I haven't liked Becky Lynch as much as the general public in the past. I I have a hard time describing my my problem with her, but I, I, it's mostly something that's married to her, not necessarily coordination, but it's almost like she has this really low center of gravity, but never seems like a powerhouse either which you you typically see with people that have success with that i i don't know if that's just something that you know i'm seeing through some type of jaded eye or what but yeah they're both terrific and i wasn't really sure about bianca Belair because i don't watch her that often because we don't watch this product but yeah this i think you're right i think this was the best match of wrestlemania i think it was better than cody and and seth and we'll get into that yeah um this was really terrific this was I'm trying to think what's maybe Rosa and and Baker was better uh, in the cage, but I, I think it was I think it was better than Rosa and Britt in the cage um, as far as like a match standpoint. goes. Yeah, from a technical standpoint, um, I think that for at least for me, um, Rosa and Britt had like more heat, more excitement going into it. Mm-hmm. They're very good for different reasons for me. You're right though. Becky Becky looked like a star, man. Yeah. And Bianca comes out with like Texas Southern's marching band. Mm. Um which it's like a historically black college. Um God, I think it's down near the Louisiana border. But Okay. Yeah, they you're right. They tore it up. This was fucking they awesome. did. This was fantastic. More talk about expectations. This exceeded my expectations big time. Yep. They stole the show straight up. Then next up, uh, of course, we have Seth Rollins versus Cody Rhodes. Uh, Rollins, I don't know. This is like one of those things where it stands out that like what they've done to their music production and whatnot. His music is weird. I, I'm not going to say I like absolutely loved his original theme, but like it was way better than this. And it was weird. He had this choir performance. He comes out dressed kind of like Ric Flair. And he just stands in the ring for like what felt like an eternity before Cody Rhodes finally comes out, comes out with the AEW entrance. I guess he's been using it pretty much uh, his entire time on the end. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, huge pop for that. And it's, you know, the joke at the start of the show. Uh, He comes out. uh, They have a pretty good match. I kind of expected it to be a little bit better. I feel like I've seen both guys have better matches uh, before. Um, They definitely have. Yeah. And you had, you know, some callbacks to Stardust. You know, Cody did the pose. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was a little shocked. I was that surprised. He did, yeah, I was a little shocked that he did the crossroads uh, relatively early and it was just kicked out of. And I was like, that, that doesn't seem like the best way to bring a guy back. But he eventually wins with three crossroads and a bionic elbow. Crowd pop big for, you know, the dusty stuff. Uh, this was pretty solid, though. You know, he's really smart to lean on Dusty, his father. Mm-hmm. 
in his return because it makes it impossible for anyone to to boo <laughs> to boo him. Yeah. Yeah. They this was the expectations here were so high. I can't necessarily say I'm surprised that it wasn't as good as it could have been. I mean, I I do think that Cody had developed a tad bit of ring rust. That's the way it felt to me in just that little amount of time that he was out. Or I don't know. He he just seemed like a quarter step off. Yeah, Rollins seemed like um, the better man in the match. Yeah, for sure. But I still really liked it. The entrance, you know, this goes back to what we were talking about, keeping secrets and wrestling. How fucking cool would it have been if Rhodes was just off AEW TV and his future was unclear and it just hadn't been leaked and reported since pretty much day one or two of his AEW departure that this was happening. And then it, it came out, not, not only is he going to WWE, but he's having a match with Seth at WrestleMania. It was like right down to that. It would have been fucking cool shit if we didn't know, but we don't get in, that anymore. In his situation, but, though, it was impossible. Like you can't just lose, you can't just lose your like an executive vice president and like you know it'd be a surprise yeah, it's, that he shows a, up in the competition. It's, it's a big deal, but like yeah, also, but when like, and where it could have still sure. been a surprise. Maybe, but at the same time, like man, like I didn't believe. I, I mean, I did believe it. Like you knew who it was going to be, but at the same time, like you hear that all the time. So and so is going to be in the Royal Rumble. Like, like you hear that, like people are so sure about it. Right. And I was like in the camp of like, I don't going to believe it until I see Cody walk out the fucking entrance way. Like, I'm not going to believe it at all. So I still popped for it because I just, some part of me just didn't want to believe that it was happening, <laughs> man. And, it would have been, I would have popped if it was anyone else. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> straight up. Okay. Even if it was Mark, well, even, even if it was Marco. Marco. Yeah, that was who uh, Seth was uh, choking about. Oh my about. God. Oh, wow. Put me, put me in the parallel universe where this is Marco Stunt. <laughs> Straight up. Spot. So, but honestly, like I just, you never know. Sometimes until it's actually happening, it was crazy to see Cody. He came out looking like a mega star. He came out looking like a bigger star than when he, than the last time we saw him in AEW. And here's the thing, like Cody, the match was great, right? I, I liked the match a lot. I thought it was a really good match. I don't think it was like match of the year contender or anything like that, but I thought it was really good. I thought it was good enough for WrestleMania standards for the where it was on the card. The real story is Cody, right? And I I just realized like how fucking smart he is and like and in, in how right the decision was for him to come back. Do I did I want him in AEW? Hell yeah, I did. Did I do I want to see him like back in AEW? Absolutely. But he made this decision where if he wasn't valued over at AEW that he thought he should value, like it's a kind of know your worth kind of thing. And they're like, nah, people are booing you, whatever. And he's like, I, I really am the big star that I fucking think I am. And then we saw him come out and he was such a megastar. Then we saw him on raw and people were like behind him. And you're right. He's very smart to be using. Um, his, his, he's very smart to be dad, using yeah. his dad, like to lean on and like, he's getting full cheers like in just insane reactions. And he really is already a bigger star than he's been in his entire run in AEW. Probably ever. And, uh, period. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Ever. Well, ever in his career. And they've it got a bigger audience. This, they've got this, a bigger audience. They do. They do. But still, like the way he was presented, the way he looked, like we've seen him on TV all the time. 
And whenever, uh, whenever we, uh, whenever we saw him, he just like came off as like a bigger star. Like I well, felt like for the first I, time, man. for the first time, I felt like he deserved the money that he was asking for. If that was even true, he says that wasn't true, but. Like to me, I was like that he deserves the money that he was asking for. Mike, we've only seen him twice since he's come back, and one was at fucking WrestleMania yeah. with this huge budget in a football stadium. True, but he also and came out, out on Raw to, and still looked like a big star. And yeah, then but you I don't see, think like, his Raw appearance was brother, like. I don't think he looked like brother, a bigger star than than he did. And some of those AEW moments this, were. I, I disagree. Huge and and like he was a mega star there, especially I, early I, on. Especially I disagree. In that first year. I disagree a hundred percent. Oh my god! Then, some of those entrances were just insane. Yeah, sure, in they were entr- they were, but they weren't like this. And 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 I've even seen like the videos that they put up on their YouTube channel and shit. There's it says like like they got like one point five million views in like a couple of hours. Like okay, people, because it's the biggest story in in the wrestling world. Right exactly, now. and you know, yeah. biggest story. Most people are talking about it. You're right, but like like those numbers are only for the biggest stars. Like switching him, yeah, him. He is a huge star, but he was a huge star before, and and him switching companies isn't necessarily like testament to his work. You know, I'm not. I'm not arguing that at all. My art. My argument is that he's a bigger star than ever, just being in WWE. Well, because they have a bigger audience. Well, I actually, I think it's call it whatever the fuck you want. It. He's a bigger star in WWE, and he came off like a bigger star in WWE in WWE than he ever has ever. And his story makes sense. He says he's there because he was denied. You know, he he wanted to be champion. They didn't see it uh, see him as champion. His dad never won the WWE championship. He's there for unfinished business. He's not there because it doesn't feel like he's there because. He didn't get what he wanted in AEW. It feels like he was there because he has still has some like he still has a story to tell uh, in in WWE. It was I don't like, buy like, it. I don't buy well, that. That's, that's kayfabe. That's gimmick. Yeah, there's there well, no shit. I just said that. I just said it was. Yeah, yeah, I just yeah. said it was kayfabe. I just he's, literally just said that. I said it was like he's going with that story. The story yeah. makes sense, is what I'm saying, sure. and like and that makes it that makes it believable, and like it's it, it it's all coming together in a good way. And like I said, it's coming off as a big, a big deal. The last time we saw Cody going for a world championship, he was like, "Oh, if I lose, I'll never go. I'll never go for it again." We haven't seen him in a, in a world title picture since. Until that was, now, that was that that was bad booking, and AEW is not immune from. That's bad partly booking. why he lost the book. <laughs> I I agree with you. Bad booking, but and, but it doesn't know, he, matter what the fuck it was. It, he's it, responsible it, for that too. You're right. You're. I'm not saying that he's not. I'm saying is, I, I, you're you're completely missing my point. No matter what the fuck happened over there, it ultimately ended up where he was not as big of a star as he is now coming to, to WWE. And whatever the fucking circumstance, he's now back in a, in a world title picture. He's now looked at as like a, a top guy. He in in it, and people are accepting it. They that's why they had like Seth Rollins come out there and shake his hand because it's the guy that was vocal about AEW shaking the guy from AEW's hand. Like With, it was it was, it was yeah. like a symbol of like them accepting him coming there. They're doing everything they can to make that happen, and I can tell. To me, he's a bigger star than he's ever been in his entire life. And for now, I mean, you for now because he's coming over and the, and he's. So right. you're, you're questioning we, the momentum that he has. We're, we're, I'm not questioning the no, momentum Davey he has. Is. I see. Oh, yeah, yeah, I think it is more about momentum because I'm not. Uh-uh. I mean, look, we're paying attention to it. I don't. I I wanted to watch that segment from Raw last night to see what he did. 
because right. of just because of the intrigue surrounding it. It's got not, I I haven't wanted to watch WWE, you know, at all, like a segment at all, unless you guys, you know, something funny happened. You guys were posting the video, and it's literally just because of you know the drama of the switch and what he's gonna do and what he's gonna say. The promo he cut on Raw was really fucking good, and. It, but it wasn't better than some of his AEW promos, is what I'm trying to say. Which I thought you're, some of them right. were fantastic. But they don't. And, but and as far quality, as him like leaving the company, because I hope that's not true. That had anything to do with the booze? Because if he can't figure out how to get out of that one, then I don't know, man. I just I don't, I don't understand that. That you're right I, about. I want that. that deleted from the conversation that he was getting some booze. No, you're 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 right about that. But you're but you're also talking about quality of work versus star power. You don't have to have the same quality of work to have the, to have the star power. I if think you that, have the star power if, regardless. Well, I would say you probably true, are. If that was if that was true, if that was true, then fucking Roman Reigns wouldn't be the top guy. You know what I mean? Like it, like qual, like like that took work fucking, and quality. That book took fucking like eight years. It does. Okay, Goldberg. Like like that took talking, even like, longer. If we really want to be like, honest, not no not in WWE. really Goldberg. And but in WCW, come on, dude, he was instant fucking like top star. Sure, and like and it's because it has nothing to do with like talent. It has it has to do with like like whatever it is timing. It has to do with perception. Percent- it has to do with all that. At presentation, it has to do with all that shit. You can be the shittiest wrestler in the world, and if it and if it, it, you can still be that big star. His big move to WWE helped make him that bigger star. And you know what? He's going to be a bigger star when he goes back to AEW one day. If he goes back to AEW one day, and he probably will, but like when he does that, he's going to be a bigger star. Even then, then they are going to pay him that fucking punk money. And what you, like, weigh, weigh in on this, Doc. Sorry, man. Yeah. So, I mean, what I was gonna say is, I, I kind of, I think I agree with Davey on the perspective. I think early AEW, he was a huge star, maybe as big um, as he is now, mm-hmm. but because, and again, I think it's momentum. But at the same time, like in you know, we were talking about, you know, did he deserve like punk money or whatever? I think honestly, him leaving was best for him and AEW. Right. I, I say I agree with that too. Because I think like I, I don't know if it was like necessarily a bad fit, but like he was the one thing that was really being like rejected by the AEW fans. Like we thought he was like gunning for like this, you know, meta Roman Reigns John Cena thing. And by all accounts, that doesn't seem like it was the case. He still might have been, but maybe it just didn't work out when his by the time his contract ran up. I feel like he would have said something. I mean, I know like his interview. He says some like he says some interesting things, but he also says some stupid shit that I just don't believe. Like he said, he wrestled everyone in AEW that he wanted to. Like, come on, I don't buy Bullshit. that. Um, Bullshit. and like even the some of the stuff where like him saying that he thinks he's the best in the world. Like, I mean, who do you, you think have to he, work? Who do you think he was but... missing? Who do you think he was missing in AEW that he hadn't worked with? A ton of people. I mean, like... Like who? He never worked with, like, the Elite, uh, like, you know, one-on-one or anything like that. I mean, you could have... I mean, everyone thought, like, there nah. would be, like, the, the heel turn against Hangman, and that didn't happen. Well, well I, I call word, bullshit he said, that, he Cole, didn't, he, that he didn't want to work Punk in AEW, because that would have been great. Right. Or he, even, he even, like, keyword, Sting, people, he, he made that big deal about how I always wanted to have a match with you. Keyword also, like... He, people that he wanted to work with and there's no there's i mean apparently they had like some kind of falling out he might have not wanted to work with the elite but at the same time like he's worked with punk before maybe he would yeah maybe yeah. it's different that he worked him in AEW. it's a different you know landscape yeah. and stuff like that but it's not like he hasn't been in the ring with cm punk true true but it would be in a to- it it would be on a totally different level and he's on he was on, he was on a different level then it would have been mm, a marquee match right. 
a main event right. type match. But the 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 shit with him saying in his post WrestleMania promo, which by the way wasn't on the fucking WrestleMania feed. <laughs> right. You had to go on their website because you were too too busy watching a commercial for fucking Hoover vacuums or whatever while he Straight was giving up. But while he's saying like he's the best wrestler in the world, <laughs> it's just like that's that's great. That's you know, he's obviously doing that character stuff and I see not even the best wrestler like, that was no! uh, the son of Dusty Rhodes. No, what about yeah. what about Oz- Okada, Shingo, oh, Danielson? Yeah. It's it's really funny to see people freak out. It's like, yeah. you know, come yeah, on. it's he's, like they, they're working. getting work. They're getting work. Yeah. And that's a testament to how big of a star he is. If people care about that kind of thing. And like, like I said, and I know we might disagree on this, but I just don't think talent and star power go hand in hand. Sure. No, I'm, I'm not. I'm not saying I disagree if with that. I'm that's just true, saying, I, I'm saying Malenko he's, would have been a way bigger star. I'm saying and I'm not talking about in in ring talent. I'm he's got Cody's got star power. I'm saying that he absolutely had it before, and the reason he's a bigger star now is just because he went to a platform with a bigger audience. I, I would argue that I don't even think in that his skill. Was, I don't think that his. Well, skill I don't. Even, I don't even think it's so much of, that it's a bigger audience, it's just that it's a different audience than what he had. Because I think it's it's an audience that he's sort of fresh to. And I mean, and I thought it was weird, like the way commentary talked about him during the match. They were like they almost implied that he had been like sitting on his ass for six years. Um, and I don't know how many of the fans <laughs> like actually like thought that or for whatever reason. There's no way. I would hope not. But uh, no yeah. way. I'm just saying his charisma hasn't necessarily changed. It's just that now no. more people are getting to see it. That's but like, like, but like, well, also like what we just said also it has to do with presentation. They presented yeah. like he, he was presented like they didn't show he They could have had some buildup. He could have showed up on raw. There was plenty of time. He could he could have done some build up, but they purposely like is part of it, and like they, it's something yeah. that uh they better fits with I WWE mean, than it does in AEW. Where right it came across like the whole ego thing that I just don't think is as exactly. And, and like we said, man, like we're saying, like we're saying, it's pr- it's, it's it's presentation. It's presentation, they, they, but the presentation was on the highest budget fucking wrestling show. Exactly, in the and world. that's why and that's why they fucking that's, saved it for that moment, so he would come across as that big of a star. That's the yeah, point. but that's not testament to him being a necessarily a bigger star. That's it a absolutely testament to, is. That's a testament to him being in a bigger. I mean, he's exactly yeah, right. He is a bigger star, but again, it's because he's in Dude, front of a big, bigger can, audience. But it's got it's can, got nothing to do with like. It hundred percent does, it, dude. Yeah, it's got nothing to dude, do with Cody. If you put Ninja Mac in that same fucking spot, he would not be as big but a star we, as Cody. But I'm was. already saying Cody already had everything. You know that what he I mean? Before sun, before Saturday, and no, because he's got to that. do it in front of a bigger. So you think his, you have, his that yes. he's improved over over some of the shit we saw I don't, in AEW? I don't. And it has I never said to do that. With bigger I audience. never. I never said that. I said his star did. And like when I said when you when you're put in a position to succeed, you still have to take that fucking ball and run with it. And that's why I'm saying like if you put Ninja Mac or something in that spot, if you put Rich Swan there and he was the fucking secret opponent for for Seth Rollins, it wouldn't have been the same. But it yeah, ha- but it's not if the it, same because he wasn't Cody, a key hold player. Hold on, I'm not already. done. I'm not done. Cody, it, since it was Cody, Cody is a guy that could that can deliver in that spot, and that there, there's a reason for we that. Knew that. It has, we knew but, that. Right, we so did he know do that. Anything that. But we there's didn't a reason. Know. Right, but there's a reason. There's a reason why they saved him for WrestleMania and didn't put him on Raw, but leading up to WrestleMania to to build a match with Seth Rollins. They could have done that. Oh, oh a month ago, two months ago. They could have done that like almost two months ago and had a big build. But no, they saved him so they can present him on the highest possible stage 
And it, they knew that he would hit it out of the park because it is Cody. They just took they they put him in a situation to succeed as Cody, which is something that he wasn't going to be able to do in AEW any longer. I disagree that's with my, that. That's I that's my that. point. I a hundred percent like I we're gonna have to disagree on that, and that's fine. But the, I just say that he came off to me. He came off as a much bigger star, and there's there's a there's a very a uh, big difference the way people talk about him now versus the way people were talking about him at the end of his AEW tenure. I kind of well, want to add one thing real quick, uh, and it's kind of more of a question for Davey, because we were talking about momentum and whatnot, and you were talking about how you were interested in checking out his you know, raw appearance. But mm-hmm. and maybe I'm making a, a leap of inference here, but were you kind of suggesting that you might like, you know, it was good this week, but you're not necessarily interested next week or long term? Long term, for sure, because I don't have faith that they're going to do right by him in the big picture. I don't. And right now, they've got something hot with him down the road. Let's see. Let's see what happens. I I have faith because, and I and I really shouldn't. And you guys know how I feel about WWE. I have faith in this six, in this situation because it's he he seems to have worked out a lot of stuff with them. He gets to use his old. He gets to use his music. He gets to use his same moniker. He gets to he gets to use his own the look that he wants. He gets to um, he CM even Punk. said I'll just they, use CM Punk right. as an example. Right, but he you're right. But CM Punk didn't get a deal like this. You said like this also. He also said that he was allowed to make calls on his other stuff. Like he said that that uh, he's writing his own promos. He said like he's he's like he said I he's like I'm a little bit meaner than my uh, than my brother and. And I'm just looking forward to the moment that a writer comes up to me and has something for me that I don't want to do. He basically said that he said he had some say in what he's going to be doing. I think this is a much different situation than what we've seen in the past. I don't think this is like a I just really feel it in my gut, man. And like that, that they're, they don't want to fuck this up. They really don't. Because if they do, he just goes right back to AEW and he's going to be a bigger star. When you do that swap back and forth. You get that initial bump as a star. I think I'm not. And I'm not 100 percent sure in this case. Like we'll, I don't know. We'll see. But like, well, I mean, who knows if we'll see? Because you know, if he right, I mean, it's not. We don't necessarily know that he's going to hop right back. But like, I could see because like you know the other th- people that you know that were former WWE guys that have really been kind of embraced by you know the AEW mm-hmm. fans. Those people were you know people who were like stunted by WWE. They were, you know, they were either right. fired or they quit because they hated it or just mm-hmm. felt like it wasn't going to, you know, fit what they wanted to do creatively. Whereas that's not really the case if Cody does it. So I mean, look at, look, look at, look, let's use, let's use a more recent example of somebody that did exactly what Cody did, except on a smaller scale, Drew McIntyre, Drew McIntyre left. He was, he was embarrassed on his way out. He fucking got better he increased his star power, came back, looked like a bigger star, uh, and then at the beginning, and like you could say what they're what they're doing now with him maybe isn't 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 great, and maybe yeah. maybe maybe what you're saying now, but we're talking we're talking about this is years later, but when he came back, they booked him as something in like, NXT. meaningful. In NXT. The, in, no 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 no, they booked him as something in, like like strong and interesting in NXT. They brought him up to the main roster and tagged him. They with had Dolph. him. 
They did not tag him yes, with Dolph did. right away. They didn't tag him with Dolph. He was Dolph's heater. And whenever they had, they had situ. I remember this because I remember seeing Davey these cool clips, and I was like, "Damn, look how they're fucking using Drew." They had, they were pushing Braun Strowman at the time, and there were moments where they had him stand toe to toe at Braun Strowman, and they were like, like just toe to toe on the same level as this guy that they were pushing, and you could tell that there was something there that they were building up to. Then eventually, they started putting him with like Seth Rollins, and then broke away from Dolph Ziggler. I don't remember him being like specifically Dolph Ziggler's tag partner as opposed to being like his heater that also tagged with him kind of like a Diesel Diesel Sean thing and then eventually he won the fucking world championship on in on WrestleMania or like not just WrestleMania it was a, like it was a he was one of their top guys for a my, while my, my, my what I'm kind of trying to it was, say like it was you, a slow build like as someone who was actually right. watching at the time it was pretty right. slow so what you're saying is there was more chance to fuck it up but they didn't uh there, so, there was there was some so, bombs I there mean, was more. He's had, there were, his, he wrestled in uh, uh, the second match on WrestleMania. So at least he was on WrestleMania, but it was against Happy Corbin. Uh, so that's right. that's no, where I see about, Cody. That's we're, where I we're see Cody about, in a couple we're, years. We're, we're talking about now. Cody is going to get his run. He's going to get yeah. his world championship yeah. run. He's going to be a bigger star because of it. I don't know if they'll fumble it down the line, but for right now, yeah. they're going to do right by him. And I think he's going to have more say in what he does than, say, a Drew McIntyre is. I'm using Drew McIntyre as an example. And like, like you said, down the line, he wrestled fucking Happy Corbin or whatever. But but up until that point where he, he did have his, his moments... And Cody is going to have those moments too, and I think Cody is a different story. I don't think that they're going to fuck this up. Maybe we just don't have faith. In, maybe like like some like sometimes we don't have faith in what they're going to do. And yeah, why that's, why, that, why and the that's, fuck would and we? that's hold on and that's that's what I'm saying. That's well founded, but I really don't think it's going to be like that in this situation. I just feel it in my gut. We'll have to see, and I might be wrong, but I just really, really, really fucking see it see it panning out well, in a really good way. Is, we know I, he has the ability to do something great even in that environment and uh we've known other people that have had the ability to do something great in that environment and they don't do it and they're we know this we know that vince or the board or whatever is afraid primarily vince is afraid of somebody getting bigger than the promotion and be out being able to hold his ass over the coals to where he has stopped guys momentum before as a business decision how many guys have we seen that are in Cody's position though get that yeah, kind of treatment? Guys that guys that switch over like, like this to like, a, to another Well, company? we 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 haven't seen this since what WCW like this yeah, is like been, this yeah long, what, I, what yeah. I'm saying is like how many like we like we're jaded but we haven't seen anybody like Cody in this situation before. Well, we and know it, historically how they felt about him and we'll see how long it takes for that to start to seep in but i don't know of, what his con- i don't know what his contract says i'm gonna kind I of have faith. i'm gonna kind of come down in the middle like here where so what i envision happening is he gets his run but it's with whatever new title they create while roman has that unified one right so he has right. the b show title is that uh-huh. is that really winning the big one in your mind um i think that if you like he uh, never main it, events a pay-per-view he's just like it's like the position AJ Styles was in like a few years ago when he had. The I think title. it's as it, it's it's as big of the one as they can they they can do as as it, that can exist in that company these days. Is that good enough for mm. you, Davey? I I know he's gonna get a world title run. He might even get Reigns's belt. Who knows? Who cares? Now right? now we're like on some right. hard shit. Reigns might Reigns might say, "I need a fucking break," or you know, he might get hurt. 
he maybe do a break. So they 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 protect him and take the belt off of him. It could could give it to Cody. But I just think the jury's still out. I just I think somebody debuting in WrestleMania with with you know a massive budget. And yeah, by the way. I do think Ninja Mac would look like a bigger fucking star if he was coming out to fucking ten thousand dollars a pyro with wait, fucking playing wait. music. A bigger yeah, he would star? look like a bigger. He would no, look like a bigger star. No, 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 no. He looked like a bigger. He looked like a bigger star in in WWE than he does in GCW. That's what I'm saying. For Absolutely. sure, but like, and that's my point. Right. Same. But you just you just go move up the scale. No, and, yeah. And the same thing is true for Cody. But that's my. But that's also my point. That's that's what we're saying about presentation. You keep bearing that and like. That's yes, my point. Yeah, the presentation right. makes him seem sure. like a bigger star because it's in front of a bigger sure. audience with more money. Sure, and and you know what? That perception is reality. And like Cody, Cody is hitting, going to hit out of the park more than we're a Ninja smarks. Mac would. Perception is never reality. Reality. <laughs> we're <laughs> I mean, fucking I, assholes. If you see it for what it is, if you see it for what it is, like that, that's what's happening here. He does come off as a bigger star. Like you said, like you said, you're right. You do get a big step up. If Ninja Mac came from GCW to WWE and he had all that fucking setup, but still, he's not going to hit it out of the park the way a Cody would. So you're I just think, talking about something on a completely different level. I, I th- oh, yeah, but I'm just saying, it, if you scale it up and you use those ratios, you're talking about somebody looking like a bigger star than they than they previously were. That's what that's what I'm saying. That that would be true for anybody coming out like that. Sure. And but so earlier, what, what what I'm trying to say is, at the end of the day. I like Cody. I'm not mad at him. I don't think he betrayed wrestling. Yeah, he betrayed no, AEW. I don't either. Come on. Same, Fucking yeah. people saying that's unbelievable. I'm happy for him. At the end of the day, I think his momentum or storyline or character got lost in the shuffle at AEW. He was also trying to do other shit, you know, with the TV show. Still is. So at the end of the day, he kind of got that got lost and muddled. And I, I don't think they could figure a way out. And I think there was some disconnect. And he, he went to take some more money. And I think the money at the, at the end, end of the day is what this was about. Numero True. fucking uno. And good for him. Whatever. Don't care. I think some of it was I, like I'll, that fandom for his dad. Maybe. Too. I, like, I do think yeah, that's kind of genuine. It, but I mean, I don't associate yeah. his dad with, with Vince. He had some runs I there. Either. I associate his dad with NWA, with George, with Georgia Championship. I don't, I don't think Florida that. Champ- I don't you think know? it's so much about his dad as, as a Rhodes has never won the WWE Championship. And. And like it, maybe there is a lot of truth there. But like you said earlier, Becky Lynch came out and looked like a star. Well, well, anybody would look like a star with ten thousand dollars worth of fucking production or whatever. No, I'm, I'm saying Becky would. Becky, if she came out like that in AEW, would look like a motherfucking star. She might, yeah, yeah, no, absolutely, she would. That was all not, her. Not that as was big a star as she Dude, would she in WrestleMania. Like she, well, because well, again, yeah, because we're talking about the massive budget. I'm talking so about when she's point. standing. I'm no, I'm saying when she's standing in the ring, that's when to me she looked like a fucking star. Not she looked like a she looked like a star all around. Everything she did looked like yeah, a star. Yeah, and I'm saying so she, did, but, she would in AEW too. So did Cody if they built it right. Yeah, Cody looked he like looked a star like, at times in AEW too when. Not this on. big, not this big. I, I'm just well because that's, also like, that's where we he, disagree. At the, time, at the time, he hadn't, he wasn't part of the biggest fucking story in wrestling at the time. Right, and that's that's, pers- why that's, that's like presentation. That. It's it's so, it, but it's it's a question about whether or not it'll last. I think. Well, okay. that that well, and the fact we'll that we'll disagree to disagree, and like I, we'll I think talk- the presentation is is we're, we were actually agreeing and not realizing it, but. Yeah, presentation is they got a shitload mo- more money. They have a giant fucking audience that they built up over. But what 40 is that? Years. But right. Well, what is that saying? He's still a bigger star than he's ever been. That just that still yeah. makes him a bigger star. 
Yeah, because he's coming in front of a big, bigger audience. That's gross. <laughs> um, all right, let's move on. All right, yeah. You, you um, guys didn't catch. You guys didn't catch the toe job spot. <laughs> so hey, no, for real though, we'll continue to follow that. We probably spent too much time on that, considering yeah, fair enough. WrestleMania. Um, yeah, we'll continue. Yeah. To so that. next up, we have Ronda Rousey versus Charlotte Flair, and holy fuck, this fucking sucked, in my opinion. This um, was terrible. Ronda just kind of like saunters to the ring. I thought like she had star power once upon a time. She did not look like a star here. Um, it she looks like she doesn't want to be there. Yeah, when like you know, based on some reports, it sounds like that's probably true. Um, she does the job. The finish for this was beyond horrible. I mean, the ring work was generally sloppy, but the the finish. Uh, there's a ref bump that was actually kind of cool. Charles Robinson did take a nice bump of off of a spear, but uh, Ronda gets her in, gets Charlotte in the uh, arm bar, and she's tapping out. And like quickly, she realizes the ref's not here, so she goes to get the ref up. Which I'm like, the whole point of like tapping out to a submission right is to end the pain, get the ref to stop the match. Why like, why wouldn't you just break her fucking arm? Like I'm just gonna hold yeah. the have this hold on until the ref gets up, and if he doesn't, Don't- then like. Don't don't bring logic into this, dude. <laughs> All right, uh, can we just move past this match? Was this match was a fucking steaming pile of shit? Charlotte deserves better. Ronda doesn't look like she even wants to be there. Did she if get into gonna, financial troubles or something? Is that why she's back? No, I don't. I don't really don't know what the fuck is going on here. And like, I mean, hey, it's the kind of money that you, if you don't have financial troubles, you'd want. She mm. snap. She's snapping at fans and like, what is? She, why is she? It wasn't there? at the end of if her last run too, but. Yeah, it's calling wrestling fake and all sorts of shit. Like, just get the fuck out of our fucking business, asshole. Did um, did Charlotte's titties stay in her in her top? No, Dude, you did match? not just. Say that. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you're cutting that out. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, should we move okay. on? Yeah. Yeah. All right. We had a we had Kevin Owens and Steve Austin out for the KO show. I didn't. I know um, we had mixed feelings on this. I didn't mind that this segment started the way it did, but this was way too long. But it eventually it leads to an actual match between Kevin Owens and Steve Austin. Austin, I mean, he's one of the biggest wrestling stars of all time. Not a surprise that he was super over. The crowd was super excited. We heard from people who were there that. You know, that was really exciting to be like there for huge pop, great energy. Um, the match was it wasn't great, but it wasn't horrible. All things considered for a guy who, you know, is, you know, not really uh, in ring shape. Uh, it wasn't just a stunner and done. He actually took a suplex to the concrete, which I was surprised by. Of course, he eventually beats Austin. Uh, Austin eventually beats KO, of course. Uh, this gave me a greater appreciation for how AEW handles Sting, to be honest, where he's always in tag matches. So he's never like out there for 13 minutes like this was because this was definitely way too long for what it was. It was way too long. The segment was way too long. I don't know why they didn't do that segment on Raw and just build the match. They were having they were they were struggling to to sell out that place. And maybe this would have helped if they had announced the goddamn Steve Austin match. I don't know. I appreciate the surprise, though, to be honest. I didn't like this at all. I just, uh, it was just weird. Um, it came off like, I don't know, it was boring. It was long. Uh, I don't get as pumped about Steve Austin as people do nowadays. It wasn't and- for us, but I mean, Wes said it was the loudest pop of the night. 
They're I'm in, sure it was. Yeah, I mean, this we're talking about WWE fans. They just want to see the shtick. They want the nostalgia. They want. I was tired of the Steve Austin shtick before 1998 was up, <laughs> but you know, people weren't, and you still hear. Like I said the other day, you still hear people talking about it. With that know? said, I do. There is something to be said about that pop and just being excited that he's there in the building. Last time we were in Dallas, this is a funny story. Last time we were in Dallas, um, I was, you know, we were, Davey and I at the beginning of the show were like, let's just have some fun. <laughs> let's just try to have a good time and stuff. And then by the time Steve Austin came out, cause he came out for that little segment, uh, the fucking glass hit. There was no rumors of him being there. So it was just this insane surprise. And the fucking crowd went insane. The fucking, the, just uh, the monster, monster, most monstrous of monster pops happened. And like, it was so loud that you could like feel the fucking sound waves. Like you could, they were tangible. It almost felt like you could hold them in your hand. It was crazy. So everybody was fucking losing their mind. I even fucking was, was going nuts, just screaming. And then I looked over at Davey, because you know, you often do that when you go to a wrestling show with your friend. You look over to them to see how much of a good time that they're having. So you could fucking just share that fucking good time. And I look over at Davey, and he's just like got his fucking arms crossed and just like <laughs> the only guy in the all hundred thousand people in the fucking in the fucking building, like just not fucking. Well, first of all, Steve you said Austin it was there. you said it was an insane surprise, and I dude. It would have been a surprise if they did WrestleMania in Dallas and Steve Austin didn't make an appearance. Maybe. Come on. There was no Maybe. fucking doubt he was going to be there. I knew he was going to be there. When I said that, when I said that, I when I say that, I just mean like he wasn't like announced or, yeah. or teased Dude, was, at all. Yeah, but there was no question he was going to show up. Even, <laughs> even if the fucking music hit. And it's funny because earlier in the night or like uh, earlier in the night, Sha- Shaquille O'Neal came out. And just had like this fucking weird music and he came out and it was fucking weird and embarrassing and he's running out and like Davey was fucking going nuts, like jumping up in his chair That's, and like nobody true. else I wasn't was jumping up in dude, my chair, but was, I was like, he was going, was, you were pumped, I was, dude. I was stoked to see Shaq. Yeah. I thought it was he was stoked. He was funny. stoked. He was screaming. He was like, yeah, Shaq. Like, oh, like you don't really see Davey mark out this hard most of That's, the time. And this was exaggerating. I'm not. This is like this is like top three mark out moments that I've ever seen Davey okay. do. Okay, this is like top three, <laughs> and uh, he was I going thought, crazy. I and I just funny. thought it was. I thought it was so funny that he went that ape shit for for Shaq, but folded his arms like he's standing in the back at a fucking like punk rock show. I met him a couple times. He was super funny. Frowny face. Arms arms folded. The one guy in the entire building that wasn't going ape shit for Steve Austin's entrance. I mean, <laughs> it's just a funny I it, visual. I, I knew it was it's just so, gonna, he was going to go out there and he was going to do a couple stunners and then he was going to drink beers for fifteen minutes. And <laughs> I, I, I know, this I was know. also was basically product all so kinds funny. of product placement for his beer. He was drinking it oh, the entire up. fucking time. Yeah, apparently he kept drinking Close it ups. for another twenty minutes. Yeah, close ups for this. the logger. They do this, and it's not for us, and it, the the people there love it. You can't True. blame them for doing it. He had, you know, whatever his last match. It looks like it was fine. What it, what what yeah. did we think it was going to be? He came hauling ass down in that four wheeler, though. Like, <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh my god, if these brakes, if he, these brakes like kind of fail him just a little bit, he's slamming into the ring and sliding through to the announce <laughs> table. But yeah, um, with that said, I don't really like Steve Austin. Like you said, it's not for us. I don't like Steve Austin, but if I was there, I probably would have had a really great time of, with him coming out. Like I probably would have had fun too. I probably would have folded, folded my arms. <laughs> um, so so that's that's night 
That's one. one. And yeah, so it ends with with Steve Austin drinking beers. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Whatever. I mean, yeah. I thought it was fine Thumbs, for what it was. It was. It was all right. It yeah. It wasn't the WrestleMania like what you would hope. There's for not much to dissect. There, I think yeah, from an environmental standpoint, it was cool. Yeah. Like it, it wasn't offensive. Yeah. It wasn't. It wasn't offensive except for the fucking product placement and the obscene number of ads and the the obscene lack of wrestling on a four hour show. With that said, we could bring us to night two. Speaking of offensive, night two. Uh, Mark Wahlberg promotes the event. Uh, apparently, you know, no hate crimes to commit that day, so he decided to promote <laughs> WrestleMania. <laughs> <laughs> all right uh triple h makes an entrance uh kind of cuts a really quick promo and leaves his boots in the ring of course he had announced uh a week ago that he was ending his ring career after his uh heart incident and uh yeah i mean this is the end of triple h i guess it was a quick promo but it took forever for yeah him to, for the, this segment was long but i mean it, it i would been i would have been fine with this being long if it had more substance but i guess they wanted to give time for the fans to react or do thank you chance or whatever we can maybe save our thoughts on the triple h career for another episode because that might be a little bit to get into for sure so then we had the <laughs> match of the night in my opinion for the rock tag team championships we had rk bro versus alpha academy versus the street profits uh, this was your typical, uh, the uh, triple threat tag team match is your typical high energy tag match. Uh, as far as like a wrestling ability wise, this was definitely the best one on the show. There was a lot of cool high spots. So actually really good camera work getting um, some good dives and spring. For once. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I, I commented on, on some of that work, that camera work uh, live. I was surprised that we didn't get, you know, the camera change right as the the big move is hit you know find an angle that's a little bit more protected they didn't do that they there was actually some really good camera work in here and i agree with you this was the match of the night which is kind of sad i mean mean, one because you know it peaked at the first match but also i feel like this match is really similar to a lot of like the multi-man tag matches that they have on Mm -hmm. awtv on a weekly basis yeah Yeah. just like a just a fun like party of a match and it's like when you when like that's the match of the night at a wrestlemania show it really is kind of sad that like yeah we can just get this as weekly tv on the other station again we're damning it with faint praise by saying it's (laughs) by saying it's the match of the night yeah agreed uh then you have the chad gable and uh uh, Gable Stevenson face off. Uh, as Joey said, he looked kind of awkward when he did like the suplex. Just super weird. No fire of the up. soul. <laughs> just, like not no, no fire, but he looked into the camera. Just looked like he had zero soul. Which I mean, hey, maybe that's the character. He tried uh, to do a warrior style like rope shake, and it was man, yeah, that shit was on ten percent. It was embarrassing. Yeah, I don't believe in this guy. Uh, next up, we had almost first Bobby Lashley. There is a fan who has a Meltzer fears facts sign, which I thought was pretty funny, especially considering that everything that Meltzer reported about this mania turned out to be true by the end of the night. Yeah, and, we'll and everybody shit on him. Everybody shit on him. Said, "Oh, that's stupid. This is not what's going to happen." And like, yeah, straight up, everything he fucking said fucking happened. Yeah. Straight what up. in what in particular was it? Just like the attendance. He numbers said that he was. Reporting? He said no. He said that uh, since we're talking about it now, he said that Cody would be. Seth's opponent and wouldn't yeah. show up until WrestleMania. He said that Vince McMahon will wrestle 
uh, on the show against Pat McAfee. And he said that Steve Austin will have a match with it with Kevin Owens as a surprise. He said all that shit, and like nobody fucking believed him. Really, I thought that was just mm-hmm. taken for granted that that was the case. Nope. Yeah, one hundred. Everybody said like, yeah, everybody would like like change it to uh, to ah, Steve Austin will probably have like a little brawl or something, or he'll just give Steve Austin a stunner and they'll do the KO segment in the ring. Or there's no way Vince is gonna have a match and. Blah, 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 blah. Like, nobody, like, everybody shit on Meltzer for this. And, like, he was right. Like, props, I guess. <laughs> Back to the match. Uh, this fucking sucked. Lashley clearly just, like, you know, worked his ass off. But there's only so much you can do with almost Wins with two spears. Not a whole lot to say about this. Garbage of the ma- garbage of a match. This, But it was kind of hilarious. I was laughing through the entire show. Almost looks hilarious. I uh, prefer him in like- that... Uh, uh, the tag match last mania where he's like just so awkward like where he has like his arm out like past aj's like head height so you'd have to like jump yeah. to like make the tag yeah and yeah i mean he sounded like the fucking giants from elden ring and uh yeah it was so fucking it was funny at least there was that i'll give it that at least it was fucking funny we've seen vince try to enter markets before that are uncharted territory for american wrestling companies and that's why i think that's why i think Omos is here in WrestleMania because he's the Nigerian Nigeria, great Kali. Yeah. Ni- he's the Nigerian great Kali or the Nigerian gender Mahal maybe, but mm-hmm. he, um, yeah, that Nigeria is becoming a little bit more, um, uh, connected to, to the, the, to the States and a little bit more money's coming into their pockets. At least that's, I'm sure, I'm sure the marketing people have this all figured out and that's why he's in a big spot on WrestleMania. Instead of like, instead of fucking uh, Apollo, like Apollo yeah. Cruz, yeah, like, this what is, the hell? I don't know because Apollo is an American at the end of the day. With, True. With an, with, I think his dad's Nigerian. And yeah. My man, I think is from is from Nigeria proper. Yeah. Gotcha. I mean, he grew okay. up here, right. I think, but yeah. Uh, okay. After this, of- after this match, Pat McAfee called Michael Cole the goat, and I realized that I hate Pat McAfee. God damn. Next up, we had. God damn. Johnny Knoxville versus Sami Zayn in an anything goes match. What a fucking abortion this match was. <laughs> like this holy was a total shit. circus. It was so bad. And you know, I had I had a, a friend with me that was oh, watching gosh. that that that's very new to wrestling and literally said that exact thing. This is a this is a clown show. It's funny. This is it's funny that you mentioned that because uh Meltzer had said that he was watching this with people and he said it was completely embarrassing. Yeah, it's it was it was hundred percent embarrassing, and uh, it, like, oh my god, there's more. I I like I like sharing this uh these takes that that she had while we were watching the show because she's very new to watching wrestling and this was her first time I think really sitting down and watching WWE with us, and uh, yeah, she had some interesting comments and that was one of them. Literally, clown. This is a clown show. This is a, this is stupid. And uh, yeah, how, what a fucking embarrassing match! And this is one of those matches I saw people raving about on Twitter and on sub on a uh, on subreddit on the Square Circle subreddit. Sorry, I was stuttering. Yeah, there, but. the the live crowd seemed into it. I mean, its lowest common form de- uh, denominator comedy. It wasn't for me. I never watched the Jackass stuff. I didn't understand half the references. The best part of this match was the giant hand that slapped Sami Zayn, which wasn't because of the hand itself, but because Mark Henry retweeted a picture saying that he produces generational talent because someone had said that it was the hand that him and Mae Young had given birth to back in the Attitude Era. 
Oh my god! Yeah, so it was a really cool. I will give it credit. There was a really cool moment, and it was when Wee Man body slammed Sami Zayn, and that was actually pretty awesome. That was kind of yeah. Cool. Wee Man, Wee Man it, had it got some a, stiff punches. Yeah, Wee Man was Wee Man was the MVP of the whole match. Straight up, he was awesome. I wonder if it wasn't just diehard jackass marks that were raving about this. It wasn't. I don't think anybody was like. I mean, I don't think it was like this. Was like wrestling people. I hear. I see people defend it. I, if I look some at crossover Circle, though, uh, I mean, I'll, I'll look at Squared Circle right now, and like I'll tell you exactly what I saw. And there's, I'm pretty sure it, the thread is still up there. You, but it's you said like, that somebody was like, wrestling matches should be fun, and this is fun. It, it should be fun. This was a great match, and just really defending it with all of their Here's heart. the thing. Like, I can have. I I enjoy a good comedy match here and there. I loved. Uh, you know, the Ghostbusters Halloween match that they had on AEW. But, like, that's because there was was actually, like, good wrestling in it. And they just happened to have, Mm. you know, some comedic moments, and they're dressed kind of Mm. funny. This is just, like... I mean, there's stuff where it's, like, he's got the, you know, the the leg to kick Sammy in the groin. It's like, why not kick him with your own fucking leg? When we pop or we buy the Comedy Guys t-shirt or there's a loud reaction for comedy spots at wrestling events or whatever... You're going to get more comedy. And so when we were essentially selling ourselves out on that, and I'm with you, I don't, I don't mind a comedy spot and it, it makes money, but the prevalence of it is starting to be a problem. You know, the spring break night two, notwithstanding. Well, yeah, I mean, I think starts, it's, it's, it depends yeah. on where it's on too, right? Yeah. Like, you know, you can put it on like spring break part two, which is going to be the less watched spring break one just because you, you look at the card it's just not and the it's one that midnight. they clearly promoted um it's fine when you do like a halloween special and like i mean i remember there was and i don't even know i mean i guess it was kind of comedy but they had one year where the new day came out dressed as the brood like i got a kick out of that that's fun sure. but like on wrestlemania i think that's where it's kind of like eh. and it's like any other comedy it's the quality of the comedy is important yeah Right. If it's the young bucks waxing on for five minutes with terrible fucking jokes, like I can't do it. Like, yeah, I don't have it was time horrible. for that. that. I don't watch BTE because of that. I, 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 I wish I wish that the, like, this is shit. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you, dude. No, no, it's cool. Uh, I, I wish that they would at least had some cool spots in this match. They would have might have helped. You're no right. Knoxville I, I, bump. No Johnny Knoxville bump. No. Yeah. Where about. where is the fucking jackass fucking bump? Like where is that? That's what they're known for. And then you know what? Like the fucking the fucking mouse traps, they weren't even set. But how about you tell us about the real mouse trap? Okay, well l- let me talk about this. They pull out these mouse traps on a fucking table, right? And none of them are set, so they never looked dangerous. They do the fucking table bump, and nothing. None of them go off because none of them are set. What's the point? And like at least have some of them on the outside go off or like like be set that way they could go off and you could see them pop or something like that if you wanted to keep it safe like that. Crap! Actually, I just then, I was thinking about this real quick. Uh, sorry to interrupt, but uh, the when you were talking about the jackass bump, how about that table bump where it looked like the table was like super oh gimmick? God. It snapped like yeah, paper. dude. That was another fucking post I saw on Reddit today. It was like, respect for taking this sick bump or something like that. And it was the fucking table bump that I've never seen a more obviously gimmick table in my life. It looked like my friend, she said it looked like chocolate. 
It looked like like some fucking chocolate. <laughs> it looked like a giant Hershey bar just snapping it down like, the middle. Straight. Oh, it looks so bad, and it was so fucking embarrassing. I'm sure and the people, people that are making these posts have like their replica belts over their shoulder while they <laughs> are typing. It's it's fucking embarrassing, is what it is. And god damn, um, this was so shit. And then oh, and then like he was saying, the the fucking giant mouse trap. Where it was, it was supposed to. The idea was it was supposed to hold Sammy down when it went off. Well, it went off and it hit Johnny Knoxville's shoulder, and then it. He also hit didn't Sammy know like how to set it off for like. There was some trouble. He had some trouble. Oh, shit. And it was PVC. Like, okay. It was constructed from PVC. It doesn't look like it could kill an actual mouse, let alone st- yeah. you know catch a man. <laughs> I can't. I can't do this. I mean, there's some funny. There's some comedy stuff that I think works, and there's some that doesn't. Most of this didn't work. The Wee Man stuff worked. Um, the rest of this did not work at all. It just very insulting to your intelligence. And, and like you said, the, 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 a lot of the spring break stuff was just God awful. I mean, we did like early morning guy steal, but I think that was more clever. But with I think, like, well, part of it too, and it's, it's kind of like with Wee Man, right? That like what he yeah. was doing fundamentally worked in a wrestling right. context. Early morning guy steal was a perfectly serviceable worker, right? <laughs> yeah. You, yeah. Good point. Great point. So this was this was one of the lowest points of WrestleMania I've ever seen. Uh, I can't believe. And it's the night's so not over, and I think it gets lower. It does get lower. It, it, this was this was embarrassing. So let's let's move on. Fuck. Uh, next up, fatal four way for the WWE Women Tag Team Championship. You have Sasha, Naomi, Liv, and Rhea who are dressed in BDSM gear. I don't know what that's about. Shania, uh, Shayna Baszler and Natalia, and then Carmella and Queen Zelina. Carmella. Hey man, nothing wrong with looking a little sexy for your match. What, a, what the fuck? It was just weird. Like they were like I, sex shame them. I don't know like what they're. I mean, maybe it's because I don't watch you know Raw or whatever show they're on regularly. But like I didn't know what was going on here. Seemed like they were doing like some kind of sub and dom thing. That's exactly what it looked like. Yeah. 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 Mm. Uh, this was <laughs> this was a clusterfuck. It wasn't in the, in the, in the worst ways possible. Psychology was garbage. <laughs> this was uh one of those spots where uh Sasha does like a really dangerous meteora to the outside where like easily could have blown her her knees out. Um, scary. And it's just like completely unnecessary for her to like do stuff the way she does. But like I don't know. I don't know if I admire her or think she's an idiot for doing things the way she does. I don't know. It was whatever uh her and naomi eventually win this match was generally pretty bad sasha there is putting out some effort and she's trying to do a big spot she and, is. And, and mania i actually really like her although i do understand the criticism i wish that she had a big singles match instead of just being stuck in here because she has proven that she can put on some really memorable matches in a singles uh, environment uh yeah i didn't like this whole thing at all what a waste there's good work. There was good workers in here. It was just garbage. It, like you said, it was a waste. I don't. It's get like half good the, workers, half bad workers. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I don't get why the the women's tag team championships exist when there's no actual tag teams. It's just a bunch of singles women like put together well, to to make it. And I think I think um, uh, Rhea and and Liv were the only ones that dressed alike. Yeah. I don't. I don't think anybody else dressed like. So at least they fucking tried. And you know what? And like Rhea is so good, right? She might have been the best. Uh, she at least she was at least my favorite in the in the in the entire match. And like like I said, my friend saw a picture of her and was like really excited to see Rhea Ripley. She's like, "Is this wrestler good? Is this wrestler good?" She asked me this a while ago, and I was like, "Yeah, it's Rhea Ripley. She's really awesome." She's like, "Oh my gosh, she looks so cool." So this was her first time seeing Rhea Ripley, 
And holy fuck, what an embarrassment. God, what an embarrassment. She could not have been more disheartened of seeing this this wrestler for the very first time. <laughs> Terrible. So yeah, I this was bad. I didn't like it. Uh, next up was AJ Styles versus Edge. Uh, had you asked me before this, I thought this would had a good chance of being matched the night. I don't think it delivered at all. Though. Agreed. AJ came yeah, out I, uh, bleeding. Apparently, he like scraped his his head on like part yeah. of the ring entrance. Somebody up. caught it. Yeah, somebody caught it, and he just he bumped his head. Straight like just straight up just yeah. ran into it and uh, cut him open. <laughs> and then Edge has a new entrance. And literally the first thing I thought of was like, you know, we've talked about how it's weird when you have like Kevin Owens like copying Steve Austin or other people copying yeah. old wrestlers. This is a case of an older wrestler copying a new one. Because I was the first thing I thought I was like, this is like just straight up Malachi Black. And especially once Damian Priest came out to help, you know, help him out at the end. Uh, with a distraction, yeah. I was like, 100%, this is just the fucking House of Black. And then Brody right. King tweets out, when you order the House of Black from Wish. <laughs> from Wish.com. <laughs> Genius. It's so funny. funny. Apparently, a lot of people got mad at him about it. But it's, Why? It's, what it's the pretty, fuck? Come on. It's pretty dead on. I mean, I thought that that Edge was just doing like a Undertaker homage because he just, just put in the Hall of Fame. He's wearing the black and purple. Uh, they had like the black lights and stuff like that. I felt like it was closer to like it's actually what, a Morbius like, promotion, an under, like an, uh, yeah, Morbius, an Undertaker um, like tribute or something. Uh, I agree with you. I thought this match could have been really great. It was so boring. Something about WrestleMania and Edge uh, in doesn't his work run, anymore. <laughs> just yeah, yeah, he's just so boring. Oh my god, don't even get me started on the the match he had with Orton. Um, I was, yeah, it was I was feeling that he got gassed in the middle yeah. of this, and it was almost it was almost like the match was designed for him to catch his breath, and the middle of it really sagged, and it felt like he was just sitting in the same piece of real estate in the ring for a really long time. One hundred percent. So it was pretty weird. It was pretty weird. Um, didn't care about the the priest shit. It would have been funnier if Styles was going for the phenomenal forearm right when he noticed Priest standing there yeah. and. Eight shit early morning guy steel style. That would have been Dude, a boy better finish. They did the uh they did the Kota Bushi Kenny Omega uh AJ Styles finish. Um oh good good, that, yeah. good catch. Yeah, yeah, they did that finish. You remember when like uh Kenny got up on the apron and they just stared mm-hmm. at each other and then that was enough for the distraction. That was the exact same finish. Except, except it doesn't uh, fit here. It doesn't fit here. It was just like all, all he like all he did was come out and stand there. Like yeah, <laughs> like <laughs> they should have um, introed this new stable, I guess, new stable yeah. or new partnership or whatever on Raw the next night. Or he could have just got up on the apron, just something. It's exactly what Kenny right. did was got up on the apron and, and stared. And it's funny that you mentioned that because Lion Zach thought, like, when I was thinking like how to describe this match, it was like a bad New Japan match. Mm-hmm. It yeah, felt like it was it really working was. for that yeah. style, but like mainly Edge just couldn't deliver. He didn't have the energy to to bring it. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Uh, and, and you know what? It wasn't really offensive. It just wasn't. It didn't live up to what it could have been. Uh, it was pretty boring. Nothing was like egregious or anything like that. It was what it was. It was weak. That's it. Next up, and something I did find pretty fucking offensive: New Day versus <laughs> uh, Sheamus and Rich Holland. This was canceled from the night before, and I want to like mention like a brief little caveat here because I was gonna like I had this rant planned for this before like like when it was announced. You have a new three-man group, right? And mm-hmm. there are only two of them can wrestle at WrestleMania because it's you know it's a tag match. Who do you put in the ring? 
do you put in, you have three people, Seamus has to go in, right? Because it's the, the main established guy. Do you put in right. Rich Holland, who broke one of your top stars' fucking neck, or Pete Dunne, who's one of the top ten, maybe five best wrestlers on the roster? Now this this now this might be a hot take here, but you definitely put in Rich Holland because if there's if there's no heat or there's not enough heat for him to be straight up fired on Rich Holland, um, you know mistakes do happen. It ain't ballet, as they always say. Um, you definitely want the guy that did that in the match because it helps the story. It makes it more. All right, like this is a, this is a two minute fucking can, match, dude. Hold on, hold on. We didn't know that at the start. That's fair. But but going into the match, that is definitely the guy that you picked to go in the match. I thought it would at least go three minutes. Yeah, it was. This is. Yeah, the egregious part was embarrassing that it was so short. I cannot believe you put the new day in this situation. Their fucking partner got his neck broke, and you. They came out in tribute gear. They came out in his singlet. Yeah, just as fucking. And they they, they showed neck break in the video package. And they yeah. lost. <laughs> what the real? They exploited it. They, they exploited lost the to... neck break. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And they lost, and they lost, and Ridge is the one that got the fucking pin. And this also, is embarrassing. Fucking Butch is fucking scrappy do gimmick. Yeah, that's what it is. What? He's like exactly let me what at it him. Is. Let, let me at him. him. Let and me at like, him. Yeah. And they're like holding him back. He's like the little guy. Oh, yeah. it sucks. Ugh. It's all. My, it's embarrassing. Like it's. Just everything about it. And like I, I can get your perspective on like the heat thing. For me, it's just like yeah. it's mania. I want to put on the best quality. If I'm the booker, I want to put on the most quality matches I can. Then you take Seamus, then you then you switch out, you use the new guys. Seamus has had his time. He could have been out there being their heater. And then like you could have had um you could have had uh it could have been Ridge and and and, and Pete done. That would have been fine. But I I a hundred percent think that Ridge should have been the guy in there. It should have been Ridge and Pete. Seamus, whatever, fucking jerk off motion whatever the fuck but yeah this is just this was embarrassing on all fronts and uh god they should be a fucking shame themselves and this is kind of one of those things that make make me fucking sick for that people even fucking support them and i was gonna say there's just so much exploitation particularly of like xavier woods with like his youtube show and whatnot and the fact that they collect all mm-hmm. the money out of it despite the fact that him and really a bunch of guys that they fired put in like the work to make it a product grew that it. people like and it's, it's as a content really creator this is what he gets as a content creator i know how much hard work it is to fucking build up what you do and build up what you have and that's insane that they fucking take his money and shit from and him. he's that's arguably fun. a bigger star from that than he is in wwe straight up he's done like crossover stuff mainstream stuff uh stuff in the gaming space didn't he start working at g4 yeah because he's working of at it? g4 yeah damn dude just ridiculous We've already spent way more time talking about this match than the match actually. Uh, yep. Straight up, yeah. Ran, let's so. let's move on. Garbage. Uh, they should be ashamed of themselves. What's next? Pat McAfee versus Austin Theory. Um, this wasn't that bad. Uh, Pat McAfee comes out to uh, Seven Nation Army. You know the crowd goes along with it because they're conditioned from like if you've literally watched any sports event ever. This will pop on at some point. Or seeing a fucking car commercial. Car commercial fucking song. Like this I hate this fucking song. And I know that's like Fuck this song. Yeah. I'm I know that. Fuck yeah, this that's that's song. A, that's probably a hot take. I it's fucking an easy hate this pop. Song. Cheap pop. It's a it's a fucking embarrassing little fucking like like a uh, like collection of notes that's just it's really simple <laughs> to play. It's embarrassing. It sounds like a beginner rock song. 
It's so bad. I fucking think it's a piece of shit. And this is know, for people that eat at Chili's. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That's, I thought the- <laughs> more like Applebee's. I mean, this is like, yeah. dude. Honestly, Applebee's fucks. So okay, cool. <laughs> like no joke. Uh, I mean, Pat's pretty decent in the ring. Uh, we've seen him in NXT. He was decent. I thought this match was perfectly serviceable for what it was. I just don't know, like, for someone who was, like, a former kicker in the NFL, why not, like, implement that into, like, your offense? He tried. He tried to go for a punt at one point. But he didn't get that. it. Yeah, he did. He yeah. didn't get it. Yeah, they did. should have him fucking get it. I watched <laughs> this whole thing attentively, and I really don't have much to say about it because... That was Sunday, and we're recording this like a day or two later, and I can't fucking remember shit. Yeah, uh, outside was... of a couple little spots here. Let's not even spend that much time. It was garbage. Um, the crowd kind of liked him. You know? Austin Theory is awesome. Yeah, I will at least say potential. that he's fantastic. Um, so, but let's move on. Let's Pat talk wins. about the real story. And then uh, Vince is angry that his disciple, his protege, lost. So Pat like kind of taunts him to get him in the ring and what does Vince McMahon do but get up in the ring takes his uh or he maybe took the jacket off first he has his old school you know black uh, uh wife beater on and uh Jesus. goes in the ring and they have a real match uh Vince throws some lariats and whips Pat McAfee who sells his ass off looks like a complete geek Vince uh, gets a football from Austin Theory. Austin Theory did like one like distraction or like one interference thing. So for the most part, this is just a 76 year old man being the shit out of Pat McAfee. I'll give Vincent Man credit because leading up to this, nobody could believe that this was about to happen. So he really worked that he like unbuttoning his shirt and stuff like that to show that he was going to wrestle. Good job on Vince for that. I wish it never happened, but good job <laughs> on that. I mean, I guess I'll give credit or credit's due. Please tell us about the fucking finish, because that was the most fucking jaw-dropping <laughs> thing. Awesome Theory hands him a football, and Vince, like, you know immediately where this is going, and he he get, he drops it, he punts it into Pat McAfee and pins him. My daughter could punt a ball harder into a face <laughs> than this. Yeah, this was fucking embarrassing. <laughs> Like it was like it barely tapped him and it looked funny. Like he was he couldn't even bend down to kick it very well. Like and then he didn't bend at all. So Pat McAfee had to beat this this stud, this fucking up and coming stud in Austin Theory, just to lose (laughs) to like a fucking pillow getting kicked in his face and fucking lost to a 76-year-old man. And this, a 76 year old man who can't move his face. Who can't move his fucking <laughs> face. I don't know if it's because of Botox or what the fuck. Strokes, I don't know. Uh, holy Botox, fuck, brother. dude. This is dude, McAfee, McAfee should have just picked him up, taken him over the ropes, and thrown him down onto the fucking <laughs> just shot outside on head first. Just we shot on him. He'd be like the biggest baby face of all time. Just start, just start kicking oh his God. legs and fucking breaking oh his bones and shit like that. Just start <laughs> shooting on Vince. Just getting away. I with was that working, shit. brother. I thought we were working here. Oh shit, dude! I Snap saw our brother. His leg in the figure four. God, can you imagine if like Vince tried to pick him up for like a fucking uh, like a body slam and he just sandbagged Vince? Vince just straight fucking <laughs> breaks <in> half. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! God damn. Then dude. after the Vince match, looked, Vince looked Vince looked more stiff than Hanma. <laughs> <laughs> and they were the worst. They were the worst fucking looking lariats ever. 
he made Han, he made they made Hanma look like Will Osprey. Hanma looked like an Olympic like gymnast compared yeah, to Vince straight, McMahon. Straight up, it was so fucking weird. And let's just get to like, like okay, so fast forward, they're doing some fucking shtick with Stone Cold Steve Austin, blah 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 blah. And let's get straight to this. He goes for the fucking stunner on Vince McMahon. The well, first he goes stunner. for Austin Theory, who like does like the classic like Dwayne uh, Johnson. Right. Well, it was, awesome. this was way better than Dwayne Johnson style. Oh, Dwayne just did, Dwayne just did a roll and a fucking handstand. Fucking this was closer to like Scott Hall's fucking yeah, WrestleMania bump, where he fucking jumps as high as he can and just takes the bump, and that's it. That was good, cool, but like who cares? Stunner, whatever. <laughs> And but no, when he he goes to give he goes to give Vince McMahon the old stunner. Vince has never oh, been yes. able to take a good stunner ever, ever. <laughs> but this was worse than the Linda McMahon fucking Stone Cold Stunner, <laughs> where she just like fucking falls late and just rolls over. Dude, he fucking went for it, fucking missed. He fucking fell. Well, he, got he kicks him and yeah. he like sells the kick, starts. but he just like trips over and falls into the yeah. starts slipping. So he, he loses falls. his balance and starts stumbling backwards. Yeah comedically this dude. is right out of silent comedy dude, this he- was so good <laughs> this was my favorite thing from wrestlemania i know joey your favorite thing was um charlotte's left titty coming out this was my favorite <laughs> thing from wrestlemania this is what i'm going to remember i you know the cody thing happened that might be a second for me this was so good i i dude it feels so good to laugh right it really did, you, don't get yeah. to, you don't get to laugh legit too much in life as adults and I, I laughed for three minutes straight. This was so good. It was so I want to watch this again. He fucking he fucking fully falls. posted a reaction to this too. Yeah. He fucking falls and he fucking tries to get up. And when he stumbles backwards, he bounces off the ropes in the most natural way. So anybody says that that it's not realistic for somebody to get thrown off the ropes and bounce back at somebody has never seen this fucking clip. <laughs> Happen. Austin to his, Austin to his credit is also not trying to hide that he thinks this is funny as shit. Yeah, <laughs> right? uh, they're yeah. cracking up. They had they had the wrestling world laughing at this. This was probably the best thing in all of WrestleMania. At the best match was Becky Lynch versus Bianca Belair. This was the funniest moment. This, this was the, the best this, moment. When you hear about Mania moments, this will forever yeah. be what you talk. It was about. it was worth Austin Theory's career being over by getting buried <laughs> just to see this fucking moment. Talking about this, I literally forgot that this wasn't the final moment of WrestleMania. I literally forgot that there was the championship match, the main event, the the biggest WrestleMania match of all time, and I was, totally forgot it happened. I think I think there was not enough room with that giant font they use to to say the biggest piece of shit WrestleMania match of all fucking time. Like what I a, thought we were done. I thought I was uh, like, okay, we're done talking about WrestleMania after when we get to the Vince McMahon spot. That's we're done. And no, honestly, we're not. I just fucking. I would have enjoyed about. this show way more if that was the end and they cut yeah. the fucking World Championship match. Holy shit, this is ass. ass. Right, let's let's talk about this. So we, but when we were talking about this, like we were debating, like well, what is like the biggest WrestleMania match of all time? And like a couple that came up are Hogan, Rock Hogan. Ro- Hulk Hogan, uh, Rock Hogan. And uh, like Hogan Andre also came up. Mm-hmm. Neither yeah, of Hogan, those matches, and, and Hogan Savage, maybe. Yeah, neither. None of those matches are really known to be like technical masterpieces, right? Right. Right. They're known for like the environment and like the moments. Yeah. All of those, I think, were technically better than this match. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Without question, this match was just garbage. Two guys that probably could have worked together really well if they wanted to. It was just that fucking weird thing that they've gotten into doing with these matches with like the with like the part timers 
which is a bunch of fucking finisher spam. No substance, no story, no fucking Brock heart. Brock wasn't no even soul. the worst offender here. Mm-mm. No fucking heart, no fucking soul. Trash. Psychology, then, admit this straight to the psych ward. I saw I saw people making excuses for this, like, oh, well, I think Roman Reigns tore his triceps, so that's why they went home early, and that's why the match was weird. No, then what about the fucking first several couple minutes of this fucking match? Well, this is what they do. Did we think they were going to do anything else? No. This is what they do. This, this is what they do going back to 2015 when they main evented WrestleMania. Remember? Except at least then we hadn't really seen it yet. I mean, we got yeah. all the Germans, the F5s. We hadn't, we weren't just completely worn out with this was worse. these types of matches. And Goldberg does the same thing. At least then you have like a five minute match. Yeah, it's shorter at least. Remember when we went to WrestleMania in Dallas years ago and you turned to me and you said, we talk about it, we've talked about it before and you said, mm-hmm. this is we we went to the worst miss WrestleMania of all time. Yeah. It was right after the main event Triple H versus Roman Reigns. That match yeah. was better than this piece of shit. Roman Reigns versus Triple H was better than Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns in this fucking this this in this this show. Garbage, 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 garbage. This is your world championship match. This is your unified world championship match. Those are supposed to be the prestigious, the biggest of the biggest world championship matches when you have the two titles coming together to become one. And you fuck, and then the guy's gonna leave looking badass with two fucking belts. And this is the fucking match you present. Trash. The uh, how can people defend this shit? The unified WWE Universal Championship. In other words, the UU Championship. Now it's the Uwu champion. <laughs> Uwu. And it's even better oh because Roman's whole slogan, which he did at the very start of this, is acknowledge me. So now we have the Uwu champion who can now say, acknowledge me, senpai. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm done. That's it. We're done. That's it. <laughs> yeah. what, else is, what else is there to say? What else is there I to mean, say? The only thing I can say is that if you expected anything better, then you've gotten you know, fooled way more than once, and shame on you. I, fuck my, fuck this my is, life. I mean, maybe this is like more technical than really is warranted, but like, I don't know. I feel like, I mean, Brock is like in this gimmick is like a fresher character, I guess, and I didn't have an issue with him in this match. I mean, I would I've liked to see more, sure, but like, you know what? Everything he did was like technically sound. He sold well. He always does, but like, Paul Heyman, I'm just like, I'm sick of the act. I have been for a long time. Like, every promo he does, you can finish for him. It's just, like, the same thing over and over again. And, like, Roman, like, all he did was Superman punch Spear. And, like, his Superman punches look worse than ever, in my opinion. It's so obvious he doesn't hit you. And, like, I know that's always been the case. But to me, it just looks like just so obvious, low-impact move. The way he sold the, or really didn't sell the Kimura lock. To me, just highlights like this is not the best wrestler in the world, like so many people claim to be. This is listen. Ugh. As much as I want to keep analyzing this shit, the it was garbage. <laughs> that was WrestleMania. We've got two re- listener questions, and I'll ask this one first. I don't know if you were at Mania, but if you were, was it just me or was the crowd dead for Charlotte versus Ronda? That comes from Car- Comrade Pula uh, on on Reddit. Was the crowd dead? Well, we weren't there, but we asked our friend that was, and he said, yes. Yes, the crowd was dead. Absolutely. Apparently, the crowd was really bored, especially because of all the ads, and then there was just no fucking excitement for this match at all. Let's mention that one more time, because we've we've kind of put it to bed since the intro of the show, but between all these matches, recycled video packages, 
video recap packages that run way too long, fucking commercials, spamming the spamming the WrestleMania, whatever WrestleMania songs were, spamming fucking dubstep music. Can we just we have stats, waiting, right? Waiting, nothing. Just we, boredom. We have stats, right? How much wrestling was on the shows? Was on these shows, like versus how much time did the, existed on the shows? With mind you, no backstage segments. Yeah, um, I don't know if they show them live though. To be fair, but uh, night one was like one hour thirty nine minutes out of the four hours. Uh, night two, I don't have the exact math, but it was about again another hour and a half, slightly less, less than, than four hours. Embarrassing, considerably in, less than half. In fucking embarrassing. I okay, <sighs> embarrassing. So that's that's that. And it's like so it's we, not TV. There's no good excuse. All right, and I well, know they don't show those backstage interviews. Uh, I know they don't show okay, those well, if it's not part of a video package. So, all right, yeah. so all right, last we got a question. We had last listener question for the week. Thank you so much for sending these in. By the way, uh, go. I'll let you take this one, EOD. You were right. really excited about this because uh, I feel like we've made it for answering this. Uh, Chicken Nugget Cream asks, "How big is Batista's dick? It's three. It's three and a half inches, and it's curiously scarred up." <laughs> okay. Well, well you yeah, know, good to know. Uh, I mean, Jeff Hardy said it was seven inches. I kind of believe him because my guess is he probably found out because he was like looking for like a beer bottle backstage and just stumbled upon Batista's dick and mistook <laughs> it for a beer bottle. And you Listen, can probably imagine what happened after. I know the answer. Batista's dick is bigger than the length of time there was wrestling on WrestleMania's night one and two. Well, there you so, go. There you go. Yeah. Well, there man. you go. Let's get That's the a wrap. fuck out of here. Yeah, let's, let's wrap it up. Let's... Thank you guys so much for fucking listening. We appreciate you. We hope you enjoyed our coverage of WrestleMania weekend. Remember, there's two episodes. If you want to listen to the other stuff, check out our episode that's out now, episode 10, the official episode. We will be back next week and with more stuff. We got some more stuff to watch. We're excited about some upcoming shows. And uh, if you have questions, send them to us at Pod on twitter with the hashtag ask monster pop you send them to us on reddit send them to us on on through email monsterpoppod at gmail.com thank you so much for listening and may your week be filled with many monster pops catch you guys later and fuck you cody you know what you did <laughs> you know what you did cody <laughs> <laughs> adios all right bye guys later <laughs>